Jekyll and Freckles, Episode 2 Good evening, boys, the man said to us as we came into view. Hello, Virgil and I replied back. This is Mr. Carter with Carter Pools, Daddy said. Carter Pools, we excitedly replied in unison. Are we getting a swimming pool? Boys, you need to go and take a bath and get ready for bed. We'll talk about it in the morning, Mama said. Do we have to? I asked. That's one, Mama said ominously, holding up her pointing finger. Virgil and I headed to our bedroom. I can't believe that we're getting a swimming pool, I said. That would be awesome, Virgil answered back. I'm going to take my bath first. No problem. As soon as Virgil went to the bathroom and I could hear water running, I went back out to the kitchen area. As I crossed the living room, I could hear the man ask Mom and Daddy what size pool they were looking for. What sizes are there? Daddy asked. Well, you have a small pool, really a wading pool that's right at 10,000 gallons. The next size up is a medium pool that holds between 25,000 and 35,000 gallons of water. Then you have your large pools that can hold upwards of 50,000 gallons, Mr. Carter informed my parents. Let's see what you have in the medium range, Daddy said. Wallace Eugene, Mama said, startling me out of my inquisitive stupor. I thought that I told you to go and take a bath. You did, I said, but Virgil's in the bathtub right now. All right, then you can stay until Virgil gets out of the tub. Since you want to go with the medium-sized pool, can you take a look at this brochure and let me know what shape you would like, Mr. Carter continued. Our most popular model is the kidney-shaped one with a hot tub attached to the end of it. Daddy and Mama took several minutes to look through the brochure. I tiptoed behind Daddy and peeked over his shoulder. Finally, Daddy said, I like your recommendation. Let's go with that one. How much is it? Good night, Daddy. Good night, Mama, Virgil said as he came up behind me. He gave Daddy a quick hug and Mama a hug and a kiss. Wallace, you need to go take your bath and get into bed. You have school tomorrow, Mama said. Yes, ma'am. I went to the bathroom and began to remove my clothes as the bath water ran. I looked into the mirror and said to myself, This is going to be awesome. No more having to go to the Larsdorf pool in the summer. The Larsdorfs ran a public pool camping ground on the border of Splendora and Patton Village near the railroad tracks. During the summer, Gina would take us to go swimming there. The pool was in the shape of a giant L with the deep end and the diving board on the smaller side of the L shape. It was a local hangout for the kids in Splendora, and a lot of times I could find my friend Jerry Scarborough there along with his twin brother Jimmy. I took my bath, got dressed, and went to bed. I could hardly sleep, though, as I dreamed of the swimming pool that was going to be in our backyard. The next morning, I woke up and ran into the kitchen. Gina was busy cooking pancakes for us before school. Did Mom and Daddy decide? I asked excitedly. 
Yes, they did. Here, grab a plate and start eating something. The bus will be here in 30 minutes, and you need to do your morning chores, Gina said. When are they going to start building it? I inquired. They are coming out today to find the best spot for it, and then they will begin digging the hole next week. Do you think that they will have it finished before summer is up? I'm not quite sure. He said that it would take about six weeks to build as long as they didn't run into any delays. I am so excited I can't wait to tell my friends, I said. Mama doesn't want you going around telling everybody, and that goes for all of us, she said as she addressed the four of us at the table. She doesn't want people saying that we think that we're better than they are just because we're getting a swimming pool. She said that there are a lot of people around Splendor and Patton Village that can barely feed their families, Gina instructed. I went to do my chores and then caught the bus for school. This was the longest Friday that I had ever experienced. I couldn't wait to get home to see where they were going to dig the hole for the pool. Nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. Wallace, I need for you to pay attention, Mr. McShan, my fifth grade teacher said. All day long you've been in outer space. Yes, sir, I responded. Normally, I was very attentive, but the news about the swimming pool had totally distracted me. We had only three more weeks of school left, and I couldn't wait to be free. One o'clock. Two o'clock. Tick, tick, tick. Finally, 3.15. School was out for the day and the week. I quickly put my stuff away and hurried to catch bus number six home. I got to the bus and started to climb the steps. Mama was sitting in the driver's seat looking into the large rearview mirror that gave her full visual access to the rows of seats behind her. Buster Williams, she shouted, if you want to ride this bus home, you'll sit down and behave yourself. Yes, ma'am, Buster replied. Mama ran a tight ship and commanded the respect of the kids that rode home on bus number six. Did the pool man come today? I questioned. Wallace, I'm not going to talk about that right now. You need to take your seat. Yes, ma'am. I got on the bus and headed back to the middle section of the bus, right in front of the wheel well. Usually I avoided any seats past the wheel well because that's where people like Theron Hester, Steve Fowler, and Buster Williams sat. It really wasn't worth the trouble. I sat down in my seat and scooted near the window. Virgil got on the bus right after I did and followed me to my seat. I can't wait to get home, I told him. Me either. Do you think that they decided where to put the pool? I wondered aloud. I bet you they put it behind the old garage, Virgil speculated. That would be a good place, I said. But what about Daddy's fig trees? They would have to cut them down, and I don't think he's going to allow that. Maybe not, Virgil replied. I heard the front doors to the bus close, and the bus started to move slowly off the school property. We took a left on 1st Street that ran right next to the railroad tracks and rolled up to the stop sign at the intersection to FM 2090. Mama turned the bus left onto FM 2090 and started shifting the gears up and the bus gained some speed. 
The post office passed out of sight. City Hall and the water tower passed my view as we followed the caravan of cars, trucks, and other buses as they all obeyed the 20 miles per hour school zone speeding limit that lasted until you passed the Splendor Independent School District administration building on the left-hand side. Mama shifted into fourth gear and the bus climbed up to 45 miles an hour. Mr. Hayden's store and the Lone Star Feed store zipped by. The speed limit changed to 55 miles an hour right after Mr. Hayden's store, but Mama never drove that fast on FM2090, even in her own car. The bus trundled down FM-2090, past the crazy lady's house, the one that would angrily march up and down the shoulder of FM-2090, which bordered her property. She would shake pieces of litter grasped in her hands that she had collected from the ditch in front of her house. As we passed her house, I could see her in her thigh-high rubber waders working in her backyard. Mama slowed the bus down as she entered Christine's curve. The Splendor Swamp was a one-fourth mile patch of road right after Christine's curve. On the left side of the road, there were two brick entry posts that marked the entry to a planned subdivision that never came to fruition because of the soggy ground. The buses trundled down FM 2090, passing Mr. Pezzle's store, and then finally coming to Vonda Bolton's house about a hundred yards on the right from Mr. Pezzle's. Vonda was in my class. She and her sister jumped off the bus and headed to their front door. Kids hollered out the window and waved to her as she went inside. The bus started moving again. The next stop was where Keith Wells, Raleigh and James Samuels, and my cousin James and Patrick got off. Keith was a year ahead of me at school. He jumped off the bus and started walking down his long driveway to his house that was set off the road quite a bit. The next stop was our house. I watched out the window as Mr. Watkins' white frame house passed by, the Barlows, the Wyndhams, the two Bonds houses, and then our house. Mama stopped the bus and Virgil and I jumped from the top step to the iron ore gravel below. Our friend Tyler Vella, who lived across the street, followed us off the bus. Before Mama could shut the door to the school bus, I turned around and asked, When are you going to be home? Same time as always, she replied as she closed the door, waited for Tyler to cross the street as he headed to his house, and she drove away. See you later, Tyler, Virgil said. Come over later to play if you can. I shouted to him as he opened the chain-link gate to his property. Let's go see if they marked the spot for the pool, I suggested to Virgil. We both dropped our books and ran to the area behind the old garage. Sure enough, there was a series of wood stakes with orange plastic ribbons marking the spot where the pool was going to be. I can't believe it, Virgil said. Me either. We are really getting a swimming pool. Virgil and I ran into the house yelling, They marked the place for the swimming pool today! Gail and Charlotte came out of their room and asked, Where's it going to be? Out behind the old garage, Virgil replied. Let's go see, Charlotte suggested. We all walked to the area that Virgil and I had surveyed just a few minutes earlier. 
I cannot believe that we're going to get a swimming pool, Gail said dreamily. Me either, I remarked. I wonder what they're going to do with Daddy's fig trees, Virgil queried. I bet your Mom and Daddy dig them up and move them somewhere else, Gail informed. Can you do that? I questioned. Yep, you sure can, Gail answered. Cool, Virgil and I replied together. We all sat there for a few minutes before Charlotte stated, We better finish our chores. Mom will be home in about an hour, and I still have a lot to do. Virgil and I headed to the chicken yard to gather the eggs and check on the animals' water. You better go get the egg basket, Virgil said. I'll just collect them in my shirt, I answered. I'll be really careful. Mama's going to be really mad if you break one. I'll be fine. Virgil and I mechanically did our chores and then went inside to start our homework. Ours was the first route that she ran in the morning and afternoon. After all the kids were delivered, she would return to the school to pick up another load of kids and take them to their homes in Patton Village. Mama came home around 5.30 and started frying pork chops for supper that night. Wallace, did you collect the eggs? she asked. Yes, ma'am, I yelled back from my room. Did y'all check the animals' water? Yes, ma'am, Virgil answered. What are you doing? We're working on our homework, we answered together. Good. Virgil and I finished our homework and headed to the kitchen. I need for the two of you to set the table for supper, Mama commanded. Yes, ma'am, we replied. Do you know when they're going to dig that hole for the pool? I bet that they will start digging the hole sometime next week. As long as it doesn't rain, they should have the hole dug and finish the plumbing work next week. Awesome. Virgil was setting the dishes on the table when I put ice in the glasses and poured everyone their respective drinks when we heard Daddy come in the house through the utility room. Daddy! We both shouted. Did you boys see the markers behind the old garage? He asked. Yes, sir. Make sure that you don't touch them. Yes, sir. Hopefully they can begin digging the hole for the pool next week. Awesome, we both replied. Tomorrow I want you to help me dig those fig trees up and move them behind the greenhouse, Daddy informed. Yes, sir. You two boys go wash your hands and let's sit down for supper, Daddy commanded. Our hands are already clean. We've been helping Mama set the table, Virgil said. Charlotte and Gail had joined us in the kitchen and were helping Mama put the food on the table. There was a huge plate of pork chops, a bowl of mashed potatoes, a bowl of Mama's green beans, and a loaf of bread along with the butter dish. Everyone took their place at the table. Gina, will you say the blessing? Daddy asked. Yes, sir, said Gina, and she started. Father in heaven, thank you for today. Thank you for this food, and thank you for the many blessings that you have given us. Please say Virgil when he reaches the age of accountability, and watch over us as we go through the rest of the week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, we all said in unison. Suppertime conversation revolved around schoolwork and the pool. Afterwards, Virgil and I took our baths and went to the living room. Can we watch The Incredible Hulk? we asked. Sure, 
Daddy said, and we switched the TV to Channel 11, the CBS affiliate out of Houston. It never got old watching mild-mannered David Banner get really angry about something and turn into the Incredible Hulk. Virgil and I tried to never miss an episode. The next day, Virgil and I worked with Daddy moving the fig trees from behind the old garage to a spot behind the garden near the persimmon tree. Monday rolled around and we all went to school. That afternoon, as the bus approached the house, I could see that something was going on as evidenced by the two dump trucks that were parked on the shoulder of the road in front of the house. Did the pool company start digging today? I asked Mama as the bus stopped at our driveway. Yes, she stated. They came around two o'clock. Why don't you and Virgil go back there and see what they've accomplished? I didn't even answer Mama as I jumped off the bus and ran to the area behind the old garage. Sure enough, there was a tractor that was digging a hole in the area where the stakes marked. You could smell the fresh dirt with each scoop that was put into the dump truck. As the truck filled up, the driver would head to the back part of our property to dump its load and then head back to get another load. Virgil and I ran inside to put our books down on the kitchen table, and then we ran back outside and parked ourselves under the giant oak tree that gave us the best view while shading us from the sun. The hole that they were digging was enormous. How deep is the pool supposed to be? Virgil asked. I think that Daddy said that it was going to be eight foot deep on one end and three foot deep on the other, I said. Wow! That's cool, Virgil responded back. He even said that there was going to be a diving board at the deep end, I informed. Awesome. Mama came home around 5.30 and came to the backyard to see the progress that had been made since she was gone. Boys, you need to go do your chores, she said. Can't we wait until they're finished, I inquired. They'll still be here when you get finished. Make sure that you stay out of the way of that dump truck she commanded. Yes, ma'am, we said dejectedly as we headed back to the chicken yard. Hey, I've got to go get the egg basket, I said. Why don't you carry them in your shirt again, Virgil asked. Because I got into trouble yesterday when Mama caught me doing that. Oh. I went into the house and quickly grabbed the wire basket and headed to the chicken yard. As I walked down the path towards the rear of the property, I had to pass the construction site. I stopped for just a minute to watch the tractor dump a bucket of dirt into the dump truck before it returned to grab more. Come on, Wallace! I heard Virgil yell from the pasture. I'm coming! I hollered back. Virgil and I quickly finished our chores and ran back to the hum of the activity. We arrived just in time to see the tractor deposit its last load of dirt into the dump truck and then slowly ease out of the pit. As the tractor headed towards the front of our property, the dump truck headed to the pasture to dump the last load of dirt. Without saying a word, Virgil and I both ran down the slope of the pit into the deepest part of the newly dug hole. This is the best, I stated. Yeah, it's like they were digging for a treasure. Virgil replied. We both looked up at the looming walls of dirt on either side of us and decided to inspect them a little closer. 
Right at the same time, Daddy rounded the corner of the old garage, just as Virgil and I were about to scale one of the walls of dirt. Wallace and Virgil, come here right now, Daddy hollered in a heated tone. Virgil and I quickly ran up the slope and stood next to him. Don't ever go into that pit again, he demanded. Those walls could easily collapse on you and kill you if you weren't careful. How? I asked. Dirt is very unstable, and the slightest movement could make that entire wall come crashing down, and if it fell on you, there is no way that anyone could get you out before you suffocated. Stay away from this pit. Yes, sir, we both mumbled. This concludes Episode 2 of Saying Goodbye by Wallace Gibbs. I'm sorry, this concludes Episode 2 of Jekyll and Freckles by Wallace Gibbs.